Hello and welcome to Boyle Meets World. I'm your host, as always, Andrew Boyle. And to this day, and it pains me to say this, but I'm still not funny. And it's it's so not funny that it's almost funny, but I'm not funny, so it's not if you're tracking me. We're joined for Commissioner's Corner Week 4 by none other than the Deputy Second-in-Command. Um, should our Commissioner of the YBFFL be assassinated, it is none other than Jackson Naylor Cook of Waxen's World. Waxen, thanks for joining us this evening. Thanks, and you were almost assassinated a, uh, a few weeks ago, weren't you? I was. I was driving down I-465. Um, some guy came flying up behind me. And a white Chevy Malibu, I was doing about 80 to get out of his way, and he was on my grill. Um, and as soon as I pulled over to get out of his way, he pulled up next side to me and pointed a gun right at me. Um, so naturally, I swerved over a couple lanes to get out of his way and get away from him. It's like there's a guy literally pointing a gun at me in the interstate. And he just kind of tailed me and pulled up again and pointed the gun at me again. So... You should have dared him to shoot it. I should have called him a pussy and said you won't do it. <laughs> oh man, I don't think I don't think Morgan would be a very good widow, to be honest. No, I don't think she'd take it very well. She's she's she doesn't have it between the ears like I would hope she does right now. She's got a couple of years. I, I still got a trainer. She's going through widow training right now. <laughs> I live a highly dangerous lifestyle, so I've got to have her prepared just in case. Yeah, just in case. Oh yeah. It, it, not every day's guaranteed. Well, with that being said, I think that's a good leg way to talk about <laughs> fantasy football. Absolutely. Um, so week three is in the books. Good week for some, bad week for others. Really, a lot of our good teams had bad weeks. Yeah, that's like I think that's the main story point is that our bad teams had good weeks. And our good teams had bad weeks, which really made it too difficult with the rankings. Like, do you just really base it off the one week or do you take the full season into consideration? Exactly. So, I mean, it, it, some of these rankings pain me, but I think we got it right. Um, week four of the owner's poll, no one really contributed again. So, Maybe the owner's poll turns into commissioner's poll, and I just take the lead on this, and maybe you can advise however you see fit. But Gotcha. Anyway, you want to start from the bottom and work our way up like usual? Uh, we have some new names at the bottom, which is Yeah, well, let me pull up the rankings real quick. I'm sure they're the ones that you or that I sent you. They should be on the YBFFL Twitter page if you need a reference. Yes, I do need a reference. Gotcha. So, number 10 is Chandler Ball. Yes, not a surprise there. Well, or at least and, it shouldn't be. And I'm going to defend Chandler on this one. Chandler had a pretty good game this week. Like, yeah. He was, just, he was facing me, and I just had a better game. Like, sure. Like, I was one of the only good teams to have a good game, a.k.a. Alvin Kamara and the Colts defense saved me. Right. But, I mean, Chandler, I don't think Chandler has a bad team. I think he's just had some bad luck this year. 
But he's been playing like an 0-3 team, and he's got the worst record. So, I mean, that's what lands him down. Where yeah, I mean, yeah. Got him. I mean, he's the only team that hasn't won a game yet. So, he's, right. he needs to be last. Yeah. God, I can't wait till we decide what the punishment is. If it's the punishment that I want, I think Chandler's going to hate it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? You know what? I'm just even going to share to the listeners what my punishment idea is. So my punishment idea is for the loser to send a mysterious uh, – to send a text – to a past girlfriend saying that they are in like love with them and they want to be together and they keep a mistake letting you go or something like that. Yeah. So along those lines, something really bad. Yes. And they would have to follow through with that all the way to the end. So if the girl, so say if the girl is like interested too, they have to see that all the way through, even if the, they are currently in a very happy relationship they have to see it through with the girl that the winner decides. That's going to be hard to win over with some people. I think it would be, but I think it would be funny. I agree. No, it would definitely be funny. It's just I don't know if the pitch is going to win out, unfortunately. Well, well it, only people that are going to be afraid of it is going to be the people who don't have good fantasy football minds. Or just really bad ex-girlfriends. I would say, you know who the people would choose for me? Sure. I would be willing to be this punishment. I would think one, two, three, four, five, maybe six of the ten people in our league would have some sweating to do. Um, Two of them are near the bottom of our rankings. Some were at the top, so but I would say a good sixty percent of our league probably is not going to go for that. But yeah, like includes yourself. Like Mitch, like Mitch would definitely not go for that. No, I think Connor might actually die if he lost. Yeah, um, <laughs> we don't know Chris Break enough. I don't really. I don't think Nolan has any regrets. He would do it. I think mm-hmm. Nate. Nate Nate might get murdered by his current girlfriend. Right. <laughs> I've never had an ex, so I don't have. We'll any figure something out. I think Chandler would like to do it for. I think Chandler would be down for it. I don't know. I don't know if I don't. I think Ty would find. For some reason, I think I could spin it to Ty saying that it's funny. I don't know. I think we could convince Ty it's funny. And I think Chandler just doesn't give, like, a fuck about the girl that we would have with the text. Like, he literally doesn't give a fuck. Morgan might care more about her feelings than what Chandler would. I don't you agree know. with that? It's going to be a tough sell, is all I'll say. And that's the last thing I'll say on the matter. Okay. We might as well move on to number nine. Right. Number nine is Connor Smith. Who, if he, if Chandler weren't 0-3, Connor Smith would definitely be number 10 in this league. Yeah, I mean, he's, he really only has Lamar Jackson and Ezekiel. I don't understand how Connor has a win in this league. 
I don't know. I think Connor Connor was at one point the best team in the league. Yeah, he, he's a former champion. By the way, nine and ten former champions. Right. In the past two champions. I'm trying to see when did did Connor win week one? Yeah, he won week one. He beat Chris Brake one thirty four to one eleven. Who barn burner. I mean, he only – oh, he had Zeke who had 27 and Lamar Jackson with 32. So, yeah, I mean, he's got to have some – I mean, it really takes some luck for him to get over the hump. Exactly, and you can't win on luck. Exactly. All right. That's the Colts found out for years. God, don't bring that up. Okay, let's move on to eight. Number eight, we have none other than Chris Brake, who still – we're going to have to wait a week or two on Chris Brake. I think he might be on to something, maybe. Hey, Chris Brake says he's not going to lose another game. If, yeah. If Chris Brake says he's not going to lose another game, you got to take that into consideration. It, it's the mindset of the organization. It's the mindset of the organization that's half the battle. He, and I quote, Chris Brake said, my team got buffed right before playing you, and I don't see myself losing again this season. I check the matchup next week will be an easy win, and I play teams with convenient buys the rest of the year. And I also would like to note, quote from Chris Brake, Shuttle's team is trash. From the mouth of Chris Brake. I don't know if Chris Brake is necessarily wrong, but I'll get to that when we talk about Shuttle's team. And then today, a quote from Chris Brake, LOL, what is Shuttle without Michael Thomas? As I said, I don't think Chris Brake is necessarily wrong, but I will discuss that with oh, discuss Shuttle's team. I hope Shuttle listens to this commissioner's corner. Shuttle has listened to the last three. I guarantee here we are at 10 minutes. He is definitely going to hear this. And I'm looking forward to the text from Nathan Shutley when he hears this because he will not be happy with Chris Brake, and I can guarantee that. I don't think he's going to be happy with what I have to say with him, <laughs> with his team, when um, we discuss his team later on in this segment. Exactly. He's not coming up for a while, but number six on our list. Um, Maybe number seven. Nolan, number seven. Is it number 10, 9, It is number seven. We have Nolan Inlow. Team, I love QAnon. <laughs> who really, really has shocked the owners this year, came out just piling on points week one, made it a barn burner for me, and then he's just been absolute dog shit lately. Can we just make the fact or state the fact that if Nolan Enlow did not play the Minnesota Vikings in week one, he probably would be – he'd probably be in consideration for probably one of the top three – three or four teams in the league. So let me say this. No one may be considered one of the top three teams in the league, but he is without a doubt the worst owner in the league, and it's not even close. Yeah, I mean, he did play – he played Devontae at. I don't think he – I don't think he paid attention this week. DJ Shark also was injured, and he played the Minnesota defense again who got him negative one. But it also, if you look at his bench, he's really not that deep. I mean, he's very plagued by injury. He's Cortland and Sutton still on his roster. Debo Samuels. Um, he has Tevin Coleman, who's injured. And Christian, is Christian Kirk injured? 
<laughs> yeah, he's injured. I, I don't know. Is Chris should Christian Kirk even be on our fantasy roster? <laughs> you know what? I think we'll see after this week. Nolan Inlow may make his way down. Even if Chandler Ball is own four at the end of next week, Nolan Inlow may find himself at number 10 next year just by a quick glance at his roster unless he hits the waiver wire hard, which I don't anticipate. I don't he's think gonna he's do. going to hit the waiver wire hard. It's the biggest waste of Patrick Mahomes. I mean, there were Nolan's entire fantasy roster scored five touchdowns last week. And they're all by Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he does have jo- he does have Josh Jacobs, which he's a pretty good Josh Jacobs, very good running back. I Agreed. tried to trade for Josh Jacobs at the beginning of the year, but Nolan wasn't having any of it. I was going to trade him Alvin Kamara for Josh Jacobs and some someone else, but thank God that didn't happen. Yeah, you would have been up shit creek without a paddle yeah. right now. Well, I mean, Josh Jacobs is still ha- Josh Jacobs is still on top of running back, but I don't know if I would have sure. won this week without Alvin Kamara. I mean, it would have been. I mean, it's definitely a closer. No, you. I mean, you literally would not yeah. have. <laughs> Alvin Kamara, but Taylor still on three. As of right now, I agree with you. Um, let's get to number six. We have Nathan Gonzalez, who's got to be happy with this race. He's he's moved up. Was he number ten last week? Um, he's either number ten or number nine. I will say, I think I had him listed at number ten last week because that was before the trades he made. I think the trades that he made right. to get Zach Ertz and um, I forget who else. He made a lot of roster moves. I think he started eight. I think he started. Out of the nine or ten guys he started from the week two, he changed it up and he um, replaced them with like eight or nine different starters. Right. So, well, here's here's the thing too. He got extremely lucky. Dallas Goddard is probably up for the year, so that makes Zach Ertz the only option to tight end for Philly now. So Nate struck gold with that. Yes. Deal. Yes, I would say that. I think I think Nate made a good deal. I think he, I think I kind of took Miles Sanders away from him, but I think he got a good deal with the Chris break. Yeah, he definitely broke. Or no, he no, he least. traded that with Wiggles. Yeah, Wiggles Wiggles gave Chris break Dallas Goddard, who, I mean, for more or less was a tight end. 1B, but now injured. So, I mean, there's a knock against Chris right there. Yeah. I mean, not against him, but, I mean, that deal just fell flat in its face right there for him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got a point. Might sure, as well sure, move on sure. to number five. We have – Number five would be probably the unluckiest owner in the league, your commissioner, Andrew Boyle, Firewater Jake, that is. I don't know if – <laughs> I think in my rankings, I did not have you at five. I think I wanted to put you lower, but I did not want. I think I had you at six. I would. I did not put you. I wanted to put you lower, but I couldn't justify putting you lower. Here's my thing. I've had an injury every or week two and week three in my losses that have hampered me. Mark Andrews is not going to do four points every single time out. Um, and also, if we want to be technical, on average, I face the third highest scoring person in the league 
the past three weeks. Um, I mean, I've gotten, I've just been thrown in the wood chipper these past two weeks. And just to be plagued by bad luck, Deontay Johnson going down and then Robert Woods not doing anything productive last week than to have 20 points. I mean, if you could have averaged Mark Andrews day, let's call it 10 or 11. I mean, I'm right there in the top four. I mean, I'm not beating Chris Brake. Chris Brake got extremely lucky this yeah. week, just like Wiggles got extremely lucky last week. I mean, I feel like I fielded a really good team. Um, I feel like I absolutely got the better end of the deal with Galvin Cook and Juju Smith-Schuster for Glide or Clyde Dex or Clyde uh, fucking Hellair, whatever his name Clyde is. Clyde Edwards Yeah, he's on my D- team. I don't know shit about him anymore. And Kyler Murray, even though at first the price tag looked a little high to give up Kyler Murray, I mean, Dalvin Cook solves my running back problem. Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be, I mean, when I get Julio Jones back, I mean, losing Julio Jones was huge luck. Killed me week two, and it killed me week three. I mean, with Julio Jones, Juju Smith-Schuster, and then I have my pick at either Terry McLaurin or Robert Woods. Um, I've got some young talent in J.K. Dobbins who's going to get it together here soon. Eric Ebron, I know you hate the man, but he put up 16 points, and if Mark Andrews keeps having the past two weeks he's had, Eric Ebron might get the start next week. If Tennessee and the Steelers play, that is. Unpopular you know, opinion, Mo Alley Cox is better than Eric Ebron. Uh, uh, yeah, I think you meant to say inaccurate opinion. No, I said unpopular opinion. I believe. What's going to happen to me in fantasy if the Steelers don't play? Because that's one, two. It looks like you're going to. Well, you're already going to lose week four. You're already going to be one and three. But that would solidify you being one and three. I don't know about that. I mean, based on the projections right now, we're going to be a pretty evenly matched fight. And if you really think Cam Newton's going to put up 21 points or 22 points against Kansas City and Big Ben's only going to get 22 against Tennessee, you're kidding yourself. Well, I might – I have to look to see who Matt Ryan's playing. I might put Matt Ryan in. He's playing Green Bay. Green Bay doesn't really have that good of a defense. I mean, here we are again, though. I'm going up against the second highest projected scorer of the week. I mean, I just can't catch a break week to week. I'm not making an excuse here. I'm just saying that I've been dealt some bad luck in the first or in the coming or the past three weeks. I feel like I'm a better team than my record shows. I feel like I'm the best one and two team in the league. Um, I don't think you're that, wrong there. I don't think you're whether wrong. that's whether I break through this week or be it next week, we'll see. I'm going up against some pretty stiff competition in week four. Week five should be an easier matchup. Week six, I go up against Mitch. Then week seven, I take Chandler. So I would think by week seven or week eight, I'm at least going to be 500. Uh, yeah, you're probably – I mean, you I mean, you have the potential. It's, it's a long season, luckily. Um, I feel like I – there's enough time and there's enough teams that I'm better than that. I'm going to be able to get myself into the playoffs this, this year and then maybe have a run. I mean, the sixth seed has had some success and we our saw league Chandler pulled off last year. It's unbelievable, but I mean, a win's a win, even in COVID. 
All right, let's uh, let's touch on our top four here. Um, a very surprising face at four. I don't understand how Wiggles is four. <clears throat> I mean, he has given up the. I know it doesn't really matter how many points you give up in fantasy, but he's given up the least amount of points, and he's added on the second most points in the league. Hey, let's be real. If Alvin Kamara didn't come up clutch for me on Monday Night Football week one, we might be looking at Wiggles as the best team in the league. I know it, and I hate it. <laughs> Absolutely hate it. Because I I, mean, I gutted that one out by two points. Like, you understand how lucky you got to be to win a game on Monday night by two points? I actually just lost a game in another fantasy league. Fantasy league, I am 0-3 after facing probably the high scores each of the first three weeks. And I lost that game by one point because of Monday night football. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. And I also got fifty bucks in that league, so that's a that's a tough pill to swallow. All I'm saying is, <laughs> Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett aren't gonna aren't gonna combine for eighty nine points in fantasy. Ever. No, it's just it's just not plausible. No, Austin Eckler, <clears throat> I don't even know how he got thirty points. To be honest with you, dude, I don't know. He had eleven receptions. I mean, right there. He's not going to have 11 receptions every game. Tyler Boyd is not going to catch 10 passes for 125 yards every week. And the Cleveland Browns aren't going to play the Washington football team every week. Remember when, but with that said, he's got a little bit of depth on his bench as well. You remember when we looked at the trades Chris made to uh, that Wiggles made to both Chris Brake and Nate? And we told ourselves that Chris, uh, that Wiggles was probably turned himself into the worst team in the league. I mean, if you look though, he got Kenyon Drake, and he's Johnny Smith now, and the people he picked up aren't even on his starting roster. So I mean, he really did himself no favors. But still, the roster that he fielded, I mean, he had Kenyon Drake in the starting lineup, and that only got him eight points. And he still put up 191 points. Did I tell you that Wiggles offered me – he so he picked up Adam Vinatieri off of waivers. Adam Vinatieri, not on an NFL roster, retired probably somewhere in the woods in South Dakota. He offered me Adam Vinatieri for Matt Ryan. And then – why is Matt Ryan? Why don't I see Matt Ryan on Wiggles' roster? Then? <laughs> Do you, why would I trade for Adam Vinatieri? And then to follow that up, he drops Adam Vinatieri, picks up Taysom Hill, and then offers <laughs> me Taysom Hill for Matt Ryan. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> like I was wondering if Wiggles was maybe on some. Illicit drugs when he was doing that. I don't know why he would necessarily. I mean, have we the can't need ass- for Matt Ryan we on can't his roster when he has Russell Wilson. I mean, I just don't know. We can't assume anything, but given his track record, it's possible. 
It's possible, and it's very plausible. I, I, I'm just saying I wouldn't put it past him. Well, before we trash the kid too much, let's touch on our third place team this year. Um, a fall from grace. I mean, a guy that started off number one in the league. I mean, touted his incredible depth, which, I mean, to give credit to him, I mean, I honestly believe he was the deepest team in the league. Um, that's not other than Brady's deflated balls and Nathan Shutley. Jack Waxon, I know you have some takes on Nathan Shutley's team so, here, and I'd love to hear him. I've been saying from the start that, well, I said week one that Shuttle was the best team in the league. And I honestly believe that. Then Michael Thomas went down with an injury, and his team's just not been the same since. Um, I think when he made the trade for Kyler Murray, I think I kind of forced him into that trade because as soon as I heard, I realized that Shuttle was the biggest threat to me in the league. As soon as I heard that Shuttle was interested in one of Connor's quarterbacks, I FaceTimed Connor and said, hey, let's make a deal. And short story, long story short, I get Cam Newton on my roster and Nate and um, Shuttle's dream of getting either a Cam Newton or a Dak Prescott fade away. You get Kyler Murray from him. I think now I'm looking at it. He might have oversold you Dalvin Cook and Juju Smith-Schuster. I will. I don't know if it's legal to disclose what the original deal was. Um, I mean, I was looking at another wide receiver on his roster that he originally accepted, but I pulled out of after further consideration. And then I told him, you know, I will definitely do the deal for Juju, gave him ample time to consider. And then he's the one that offered me the Juju and Dalvin Cook deal for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Kyler Murray. <laughs> Which, I mean, I, I feel like it's close. I feel like I, he helped me in an area that I needed assistance, and I helped him in an area that he was bleeding. I mean, I was his bandit at the quarterback position. He was not a quarterback-heavy team. Although Kyler Murray threw three interceptions last week, I don't think that is going to be characteristic of him. Yes. Um, I expect a lot more out of the kid going I agree, forward, but, but I don't know if it was worth giving up. Now I'm thinking about it. I don't know if it was worth giving up Dalvin Cook and Juju Smith-Schuster. Because, I mean, he had – he had Ryan Tannehill as like the replacement quarterback, which I think Ryan Tannehill, at least for right now, he's been playing pretty well. Um, I don't know. You'd probably want to, you probably want to shore up the quarterback position, but Shuttle's history in fantasy in the YBFFL, he's never really had a super strong quarterback. So, with that being said, I still think he made a poor deal. And I think I kind of, I think I honestly, to be honest, boy, I think I scared him into it. And that's something that I don't, I didn't think Nathan Shutley was a guy to get scared into deals. Oh, you know, I would love, and here we are at 28 minutes in, 
Nathan Shetley, if you're out there, I would love to have you on Commissioner's Corner next week. <laughs> Following next week's games, get your take on Waxon's World's opinions at this point and then what he has to say about your team next week. So, Nathan Shetley, if you're out there, reach out to me. We'll find a way to get you on a Commissioner's Corner next week. We record every Tuesday. And I'm, sh- and I'm shitting on him just because I know I can because I know I have the team to back it up this year. Oh man! <laughs> and I, and Shuttle knows I would say this straight to his face too, so I don't feel bad saying it over the airways. Oh no, he knows I'd say this straight to his face too. I mean, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say he probably gave me my two keepers for next year. I mean, as long as Dalvin Cook doesn't hold out, and depending on where Juju Smith-Schuster goes, because as much as as much as I consider myself a loyal Steelers fan. I don't see them. I don't see in any way, shape, or form we're bringing Juju Smith Schuster back next year. Juju so Smith Schuster to Memphis. Juju Smith Schuster to Memphis confirmed without yes. a doubt. Juju Smith Schuster to the Grizzlies. Just in case he decides he wants to put a no trade clause in his contract for the Grizzlies. Um, I mean, I, he's a young, talented athlete. Um, I think once he leaves the Steelers, he won't have as much success because there aren't many quarterbacks out there like Ben Roethlisberger. I can think of one team that he could get. Well, you're thinking the Colts. I know you're thinking the Colts. I don't think we have because I'm thinking about potential contracts that we have to pay out. I'm still thinking I mean, you're about not... the talent on our roster because we'll eventually we have to pay. We'll eventually have to pay. Quentin Nelson and make him the highest paid offensive lineman in the league. We're probably even going to have to make Darius Leonard the highest paid defensive player in the league. So I don't know if we'll actually, I, I think the Colts would not pick up Juju because I think we'd have to pay him too much. Um. Well, T.Y. Hilton's in a contract year, isn't he? Yeah, but I think T.Y. Hilton's going to come – because T.Y. Hilton's going to want to come back and play for the Colts, and then his next contract will be his last contract. But it's definitely going to be a team-friendly contract. It's not going to be a T.Y.-friendly contract. Yeah, I mean, Teams... you're understandable. And, I mean, I still like – unfortunately, Paris Campbell's been plagued by injuries – and then Michael Pittman Jr. has compartment syndrome now. R.I.P. Joe, Joe Lameros. Which for many people out there don't understand the severity of compartment syndrome. I mean, that's going to plague him the rest of his career. And there's not much he can do about yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. I still think he could play through it. I think, I think with compartment syndrome... If you take it seriously and you take your rehab seriously like a professional athlete would, I think you can come back from it almost 100%. Sure. With the individuals I've known, because most people don't realize compartment syndrome is more of a long-distance endurance injury. It's like a build – I'd have to – we have can can Morgan come on to explain what compartment syndrome is? Um, we could see if 
we could call her in. But keep in mind, this is Commissioner's Corner, not PT hours. Well, uh, the listeners might want to understand what compartment syndrome is. Morgan, can you give us a quick explanation on what compartment syndrome is? Just a very brief explanation. It can be 20 to 30 seconds. Compartment syndrome? Like what Joe has. Well, I don't even really understand it completely. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, like, fully understanding it, all I know is, like, if I could just simplify it, it's like your muscle, like, this, it's like swelling of your muscles to where, like, it could, like, stop or decrease, like, blood flow. So, I don't know. Nice. I think, Thank I think you, that's Morgan. the explanation we were looking for. Exactly. Even though it's probably the explanation you and I could have came up with. This probably. Way. But I think Morgan said it better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, moving on to number two. Um, even though he didn't play Joe Burrow this week, it's Joe Burrow is my daddy. Mitts also with another... Can we just say that the Mitch shuttle game was probably the most underwhelming game? Underwhelming. I think maybe in YBFFL history. I agree. And, you know, if he would have played Joe Burrow this week, he would have lost the shuttle based on bench points. Would have been a tie. Which is – it would have been a tie because Joe Burrow scored 24, Aaron Rodgers had 30. So you take away six from Mitch's 119. That leaves him at 113 like Shuttle. Um, and then Shuttle actually had Mitch on bench points. Would he have had bench points even with Aaron Rodgers on the bench? Yes, because, I mean, he has, let's see, 16 plus 30. So Mitch would have had 46, 47, 48. So Mitch would have had 50 where Shuttle has 30. Oh, you know what? I think he still would have got shuttle. Never mind. I take that back. Oh, so he still would have won. Okay. I mean, Mitch. It's close. I'm not a mathematician, but it would have been very close. I mean, Mitch is also undefeated, isn't he? Uh, No. Am I the only undefeated team left? You're the only undefeated. Wait. Yeah, just kidding. Mitch is Okay, undefeated. that's what I thought. Who does he play next week? Uh, who's he got next week? Also, Mitch lost Christian McCaffrey. So, if he can just, I if mean, he can just hold water until Christian McCaffrey comes back, he could be a force. Oh, uh, he's got, he's gonna run into Wiggles this week. <laughs> I would like to say that he would beat Wiggles, but with the way Wiggles has been playing this season, Wiggles might get the dub. I mean, Wiggles has to put in Keenan Allen over either. Tyler Boyd or Cooper Cup, in my opinion. Um, I mean, Wiggles, like, position-wise, spot by spot, I think he's going to edge out Mitch this week, and I hate to say that. If Mitch gets George Kittle back, it'll be a fight. Yes. But if Mitch does not have George Kittle this week, then... Actually, did George Kittle play last week? He did no, not. No, he did not. So we're just going to have to see. It'll be an interesting week. Interesting week for Mitch. I don't have much else to say about Mitch's team. Right. Kind of boring. Um, I don't think he's had any outstanding weeks. Um, Let me just, before I say that, let me look. He did put up 172 on Nate, but, I mean, Nate also had the worst week in all fantasy football that week. 
Um, week one, Mitch scored 121 points, barely beat Chandler. He's the worst team in the league. So, so he's really had. Number... So he's really only had one good week. Mitch is number one in the league because he's played two of the worst teams. That in the means league. number two in the league. That's what I mean. Mitch is number two in the league because he's played two of the worst teams gotcha. in the league. And then, obviously, our second week in a row, number one belongs to Waxen's World, a.k.a. Ursae's My Fifth Savior. Um, when did the playoffs start? Uh, I think week 12. Gotcha. I think, I think 12 regular season weeks and then two weeks of playoffs. Oh, man, can I just start resting the starters now? I mean, if you rest the starters next week, I wouldn't advise against it. <laughs> I mean, obviously you do. But I think if I get two more wins, if if I start the season, if I get two more wins, I'm already thinking playoffs at that point. Might not even check uh, might not even check the roster a couple of weeks if I get two more wins. I'll just tell you, so after me, week five. You are playing Connor. Okay. But Con- I mean, you never know what you're going to get with Connor. Week six, you are going up against Nolan. Didn't you just play Nolan? I've not played Nolan this year. Oh, you have Nolan after Connor. And then you have Nate. So, week seven. So, um, I could go. So I could go seven now. That's <laughs> what so you're telling Depending on the bye you weeks. Mitch, depending on where the bye weeks sit. You and Mitch play week eight. I play shuttle week eight. That'll be a big matchup week. Just I saying. think week eight is the week. Well, I don't know. I don't, I'd have to look at my roster see where the bye weeks. I know I play shuttle week 10, and that is when Amari Cooper and Tyree Kill are both on buys. I'm already marking that one up as a loss. I um I think week seven is the week that's gonna hurt me the most. Who do you play week seven? I'd have to... Um well I know that Dalvin Cook and all my Steelers players are out on week seven. Yeah, you're gonna lose that week. Look. You might as well not even you might as well not even feel the roster. But Chandler that week, so you never Did know. You play Chandler? I play Chandler. I play the worst Chandler team. Chandler gets the win that week. I don't know. It matters a lot to me that we keep Chandler winless this year to go from worst to first. Or I guess he wasn't really first to worst. He won the league, but he's never the best team until he had to be at the end. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much only won last year because he had Derrick Henry and Jarvis Landry and Jameis Winston. Exactly, exactly. And he picked up Jarvis Landry off waivers after I dropped him. Which to this day I still don't know why he made that move. Well, I dropped him because I was furious that Jarvis Landry was only getting me ten points. He literally got me like ten points every single week. And then the week I dropped him, he got like forty or something like that. I was just so fed up with mediocre to average some mediocre play from Jarvis Landry that I just didn't want him on the roster. And I knew I wasn't gonna keep him. Yeah, it's a tough scene. Let's see. I'm going to take a look. Um, in other news, I am number two overall in Mitch's family league. Um, I'm currently – actually, I am projected to finish eighth 
which doesn't make any sense. I'm number three overall. I went from last week being third and this week to eighth, even though I have the third best record. I don't know if ESPN really knows what they're doing in the final standing projections. They really don't. They really don't. It's very confusing. But eh, I think they're good with like the. I think they're good with saying who the best team is, but after that, yeah. I think they're trash. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, so I was looking at my family league. There's a guy that is one and two, and he jumped from like eighth to first. And there's like five teams that are two and one, and a team that's three and zero. Oh, and this guy's first place. So yeah, yeah, I can confirm that ESPN Fantasy does not know what it's doing with the final standing projections. Yes, I agree. Well, I think that's pretty much all we have for Commissioner's Corner, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't have to end this episode saying that I'm in the running back market because I got my running back problem fixed. And seeing as Devin Sing or Zach Moss went down for the Bills, um, Devin Singletary might not be. I mean, I'll have to. I don't think Devin Singletary has a touchdown this year, which really pisses me off. But I mean, he hasn't been a terrible option at fantasy at running back. And now that Zach Moss is going to miss some time, um, I'm pretty content with the man this week. They're playing the Raiders, who are garbage. I mean, um, they Buffalo will probably score defense. about 40 points against the Raiders. Right. I mean, they just got to give the ball to Devin Singletary once to get in the end zone. That's basically all the points I'm going to need to win this week. <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll just see. If Julio Jones is healthy, I think that's going to put me in contention to fight it you. It could, it could, but, but we'll you never know with Alvin Kamara being the only person who can score touchdowns on New Orleans Saints. Well, I'm hoping for a speedy recovery for Michael Thomas this week. Yeah, we'll see. But, hey, you going to watch the debate tonight? I will absolutely be watching the debate. I think the debate tonight is going to be must-see TV. Even if you don't give a shit about politics, they're going to be shots fired across the bow from both yes. sides. I honestly, um, I honestly think, and this is, I mean, if you listen to Waxen's World, if you follow Waxen's World on Twitter, you probably have a good idea on what political side I lean towards. But sure. I think being able to watch this debate is very important to for our democracy. Um, we are very blessed in this country to be able to have a democracy like we do. And the election process is very important and everyone should be informed before going to the polls. And a great way to do that is watching these debates and actually watch the candidates debate, talk about the issues. Exactly. Don't trust what social media tells yeah. you. Form an opinion on exactly. your own is my Unless cents. if your social media source is Waxen's World, because I only uh, provide talk about uh, real news and talk about the facts. And factual information. Exactly. Well, I think that's all we have time for tonight on Commissioner's Corner. Um, good luck, everyone, going into week four, especially Julio Jones and Michael Thomas. I wish them both speedy recoveries um, to benefit my fantasy league. Um, until next time, God bless Farwater Jake, God bless America, and God bless the Pittsburgh Steelers. We will catch you in the next one. Peace.